0: Once again, again, it's about that time to Brad TJ KY Cat Stats (laughs) U.
1: And we're back, Kentucky Cat Stats Podcast, June the 4th, 2013. I'm your host, Brad Wilcocker. I'm joined today down in the holler by Tyler Mounts. We are back. And we're back in the holler, surrounded by trees in a cabin, somewhere in the woods. Cabin in the woods. In our recording studio extraordinaire. We've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. We're gonna talk a lot about a lot of different interesting subjects, including Randall Randall versus Wiggins. Randall versus Wiggins. Kentucky gets a new football recruit. Drew Barker gets invited to the elite eleven. Other stuff and new causes of throat cancer. Anyway, new website. A new website drops on Friday. Boom goes and the And it's dynamite. going to blow your ever-loving mind. Like it has never been blown before. It's a game changer. Mind blown. It's a real game changer. It's a game changer for us, at it's least. It's bigger game changer than any crystal ball will ever show you. <coughs> anyway, so, to the news. Starting off. <laughs> in UK football land. <laughs> so, this weekend was a pretty big weekend
0: for UK football, TJ. I don't know if you noticed. I think, I mean, I was going on vacation, but I believe we got a commitment from somebody. We got
1: a commitment, but first, before we get to that, Drew Barker on Saturday and Sunday competed in the Nike football camp. Training camp. I heard he did good. He got the MVP honors for all the quarterbacks that were there. Stellar. He also competed in the Elite 11 Regionals. And you know what? He got his golden ticket to compete on the Elite 11 Finals. How many get tripped trip
0: to go to the 24? finals? 24. Maybe
1: 25. One or the other. 24 or 25 go to compete to get in the Elite 11. Boom. He also did a chest bump with Trent Delfer. Ooh. Which he gives us out pretty liberally. So, but I, also still, saw, I also saw Vine where he threw a pass to Thaddeus Nodgrass. He threw a touchdown pass to Thaddeus Nodgrass. It was pretty, pretty nice. Thaddeus Bluegrass, as I'm going to call him when he gets here.
0: Hey, Snodgrass
1: Bluegrass. We've dropped the snod and we've added the blue. Thaddeus Bluegrass
0: Snodgrass.
1: That's a, that's a mouthful. Thaddeus Snodgrass Bluegrass. But um, also, he got invited to the opening, which is another Nike event in Beaver uh, or Beavertown, Oregon. Uh, In the beginning of July. So Drew Barker will be there. And so will Thaddeus Nodgrass. It's basically an event for quarterbacks and wide receivers. So, I mean, other players get invited. But that's generally the guys who get there. And all-purpose backs. Which makes you wonder, maybe why didn't Mikel Orton get to go? And I only have one reasonable explanation for that. And that's because Nike isn't really affiliated with rivals. Most of the camps that Mikkel's been at this year have been rivals' camps, so they're affiliated. I think with um, maybe under no, not Under Armour. Is it Adidas? Somebody else. It's some. It's, it's not Under Armour. Who else? Is I thought out it there? was Under Armour actually. I thought twenty four seven had the Under Armour. Now that's right. Maybe twenty four seven has. Some,
0: maybe twenty four seven has. No, twenty four seven is the Under Armour. Under Armour Classics or whatever. Under Armour game. The Under Armour all, Army
1: All-American game. Yep. Yep. So, anyway. Probably it is. Um, so, yeah. Mikel Orton would probably mm-hmm. be there. But, for some reason, you know, Nike is affiliated, I think, with like ESPN. So, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. You just you just brush it off your shoulder, son. Just keep them, keep them moving.
0: Keep bone trucking.
1: Also, Shaquan Pulliam, junior college cornerback out of Blinn College in Texas, formerly committed to Penn State before he had to go the JUCO route. Basically, he committed to Penn State out of high school, didn't make the grades, went to prep school, tried to get in again, was not able to qualify for the second time, had to go JUCO route to Blinn College, and now Kentucky has used that to their advantage to land him. Uh, Is it a bad thing that he hasn't been able to qualify twice? Could be, but um, Kentucky feels good. Uh, according to Justin Rowland of Rivals.com, Kentucky feels good about where they stand, about where he stands in regards to being able to, to make the grades. Uh, allegedly, uh, Shaquan Pulliam was told by Chad Scott that Chad Scott was going to be on his butt all the way until graduation day to make sure that he made the grades. So.
0: I saw Chad Scott
1: in person. He's kind of a fierce looking guy. Is he the guy that you? Is he a guy that you would want on your butt all the time? Absolutely. <clears throat> so you'd not. probably want to make sure that you made those grades. Yep. So that you didn't have to face him. <clears throat> Scary. He had some big old some arms. Pretty big dude. Um. So anyway, Squamplium had offers from schools like Maryland, West Virginia, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Uh, probably more offers were going to come as his as his academic standing became known the uh, kind of guy that in uh, prep school and in high school shut down one half of the field. He didn't throw his way. He's a big time kind of prospect, and I ex- I expect that he will be a guy that can compete for playing time from day one when he arrives on call- on campus.
0: I heard he also has a teammate that could possibly transfer to Kentucky as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think his name's Ryan Flanagan or he's a Flanagan, some Nick Flanagan maybe. Uh, he's, he's a linebacker. A he's like four star, four star linebacker. Um, another big-time prospect that Kentucky has already offered. So that does help also. Linebacker is a position of immediate need of help. Um, and, you know, so you may see Kentucky dive into the JUCO ranks to try to pick up a, a commitment from
0: there. Somebody step in right away. Good things happening for the U.K. football every week, it seems like. Pretty much. It's like everything's
1: been spaced out over the course of the years so far. Not too many things at one time. Not um,
0: too few things at one time. What did I hear the other day that we can hear like, get like another possible like ten commitments over the next two to three weeks? Yes, Justin Rowland again at Rivals. Uh,
1: tweeted out the other day that a source told him that over the next two or three weeks, Kentucky could get as many as ten verbal commitments. Wow, that's a
0: lot. That is. Well, what? How many do we have already for the twenty fourteen class? We have ten currently. Man, that puts us up there. That's a lot of guys. That gas. puts us at twenty. If my math serves me
1: correctly, 10 plus 10 equals 20.
0: I think you're correct, man.
1: That was, uh, it's been a while since I took math, but I think that's right. So, anyway, moving on past football news, basketball news. Really not too much happening, um, to be honest with you. Not a lot, hasn't been any new offers of note that we need to talk about. Uh, the, The 2013 class has been moving in to the dorms. Uh, today, I know that I've seen Derek Willis tweet out a few pictures. I've seen some people taking pictures of Julius Randle on campus. Um, Dakari Johnson tweeted that he was on his way. Uh, I think Dominic Hawkins was supposed to be
0: in today as well. Who else was supposed to be in? Um, Randall, Johnson, Willis was all there today. Hawkins was supposed to be there as well. We're not, That's not confirmed. Um, Marcus Lee is supposed to be there the 8th, which I think is Saturday, I think. And probably I would imagine, I would imagine Young and the Twins will be there. I think I heard that the classes are supposed to start June 6th, so I imagine all of them will be there by this weekend. I would imagine that'd be good because practice
1: they can, they can get in there, they can start you know hanging out as teammates. They, ha- they have twenty one hour
0: practices. Is that correct?
1: Between now and the beginning of practice time,
0: I thought, they, no, have, they, they, they have they so many hours or, of can,
1: like individual instruction. I think.
0: I mean, there's all kinds of like self programs they can do that UK will put them on. There's all kinds of meetings they'll do. There's there, all kinds of like team oriented things that they'll do. On I think their there own. are things that they can do with some of the assistant coaches or managers. I'm pretty sure they can have 20. But 20 Coach w- Cal can't be there. I think. Well, see, I think it's goes. the new rule that changed last year was they can have 20 over the over the summer starting sometime soon. They can have 20 one hour practices. Over yeah. the course of the summer, of course, also the new rules state that practice gets moved up two hour, two weeks earlier
1: now. So practice officially starts on October the seventh this year.
0: I wonder if that changes. Is they going to change anything? Uh,
1: I, th- I think it would drastically change some things. No, I mean,
0: right? I mean, actual like change like the Big Blue Madness dates or anything. Like no, that. they're not going to change the Madness dates. There, I already talked about that.
1: Uh, it may change it for some schools, but for Kentucky, it's not going to change. So what we get to watch during Madness is actually two weeks after practice starts. So that's actually probably a good thing. Might get to see some It'll be interesting a, things. It'll
0: be an actual better look of what the team's going to be like. Probably. Not a whole lot better because they're playing against each that'll other. Be the,
1: that'll be, we only get to see blue versus white twice this year. Uh, at Midnight Madness and then, um, or Big Blue Madness, and then the um, blue versus white the, game, the which cool. will be probably one of the better games of the year. I think that maybe ESPN can put it on ESPN, and it would get pretty good ratings. I
0: think... I think it's kind of cool that like this year, it's going to be like two top twenty-five teams going against each other. Yeah, for sure. It'll be like a, probably the number one
1: team versus what would probably be like the number twenty-one team.
0: Be interesting. It's, it's kind of funny. It'd probably be one of the better games to watch out of the, out of our schedule next year. <laughs> possibly. Probably be possibly. like I could see it being in the top. Especially spe- if, ten, if ten Cal. Games. Especially if Cal. Like
1: switches up the lineups, not to where you have this the starters versus the bench, but like shifts it up a little he bit. He always kind of shifts. Maybe it up a puts bit. Aaron on the other team, and maybe puts Aaron and James Young on the other team, and forces Alex Poitras and someone else to have to guard like a James Young out on the perimeter to see how that kind of goes. You put Dakari versus Willie down. Oh, in you're the saying paint. That's so like you know, it's only definitely Julius Randall versus, versus Marcus Lee, or maybe Julius Randall versus maybe you put Julius Randall and Alex Poitras on opposite sides. And tell them to go at it.
0: I have, to, <coughs> I have to say, I think we know who the point guard is going to be. But the Julius Randle versus Alex Portris or Marcus Lee and the Dakari versus Willie Colley Stein is going to be some very interesting battles to watch this year. I mean, I think we know who's going to start. But I don't think we definitely know who's going to start. I don't think we know like what position to start at. I mean, You know what's sad as we talk about the lineup and stuff and we always just leave Kyle Wilcher hanging out in the dust. And he's probably I mean he's the he's a junior. He's he's won a national championship. He played on the national championship team, you know, pretty good minutes, not a, a, a lot, but he's been on the big stage. He knows what takes. Yeah, Kyle Wilcher versus Julius Randle. Just <laughs> not fair.
1: Yeah, I mean Kyle has such awesome range. I don't know how Julius is gonna defend him on the perimeter. That's a joke. <laughs> anyway. Um so, uh yeah, interesting stuff happening there. Uh is that there, is there's some news that I'm missing in New K Land.
0: That's pretty much the basketball news. Um the recruiting news is really there ain't much happening. Um no visits are taking place, no offers are be given out lately. Um, Coach Cowell really can't visit anybody, it's a dead period. Yep. Um, can't yep. go to any events. It'll yep. click back up I think in here in a couple of weeks. Um, Pangos happened last weekend Three of our top targets did really well I think uh, Stanley Johnson got overall MVP honors Along with Moutier and Rashad Vaughn So That's pretty much it Not a lot yeah. happening uh, That's interesting um, I think we still do a 2014 podcast That we need to do here soon
1: Yeah, Garrett Tucker Answer my emails uh, I think I just need to shoot him a text Shoot him a text then so, Garrett, it's only about a 10 hour drive up from Alabama to Kentucky. You need to just come in here. We'll sit down. We'll have a podcast. I think, in, I think
0: he's in Nashville right now.
1: Ooh, it's only two and a half hours. You we'll drive up here. We'll sit down. We'll have some donuts. Come
0: halfway in Bowling Green.
1: We'll have some donuts, maybe some coffee. Talk for it. about five hours in a 2014 recruiting class. We'll go
0: to Tootsie's in Bowling Green. Ooh, interesting. Anyway, so
1: uh, website news. We'll have a new website. That will be dropping on Friday. First e-
0: thing in the morning. Brad is extremely close to the microphone.
1: And it's very interesting. And you definitely wanna wanna watch out for that.
0: Yeah. New website.
1: Dun, dun, dun. It's got a new look and feel. It's got a new name. Same guys. Same content. Same kind of stuff like that.
0: New features. Anything that
1: you anything that you've enjoyed at KY Cat Stats, you will still enjoy at the new website, but it will be more enhanced. It'll be more awesome. It'll be like everything that you ever wanted in a UK website in one place. I mean,
0: the Kentucky Sports Hub.
1: It has just about everything: it has blog posts, news posts, discussion boards, podcast, et cetera,
0: et cetera, rosters. et cetera,
1: Anybody that we've recruited, you're going to know that we recruited them because
0: their name's going to be on the website. You ready for the name, Big Blue Nation? Are you ready? Did, can I hear you? I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready. Well, here it is anyway. Kentucky Ooh. Sports Ooh. Connection. Whoa. I think I broke the microphone with that one. <laughs> Kentucky Sports Connection.
1: Let's just keep right on track. Kentucky Sports Connection. It's going to be KYSportsConnection.com. Dot
0: com. Dot
1: com. mean, that's just, that's a game changer. And to think that nobody thought of it before us. Infathomable. We're doing it. Infathomable. It's done. But now.
0: Drops Friday. Release. Launch party. Friday. So you're going to want to check that out. June the 7th. June the 7th. June the 7th.
1: June the 7th, 2013. Just mark that on your calendars. You're going to want to know that for years to come.
0: Ushering in a new era of sports reporting for Kentucky sports.
1: So, know that that's out of the way. Let's move on to our topic of debate for today. Before we close out this podcast. Because there's not really been a lot going on. So, we're not going to debate the different causes of throat cancer today. But, what we will debate is something that TJ's wanted to debate for a very long time because he remains firm as the lone person out there that says definitively that Julius Randle is better than Andrew Wiggins. So we have come to you today, Be Blue Nation, as unbiased reporters, or at least one unbiased reporter here. Because one. Hey, I said one this before. Of, I
0: said this before. Andrew Wiggins committed, did I not? Yes. Okay. Okay, so
1: and That's out of the way Andrew Wiggins versus Julius Randle Now everybody out there who does recruiting services Has Andrew Wiggins number one overall So I'm going to give TJ the floor here to start off Because my case has already been made Pretty much So the floor is now TJ's To tell us all Why it is that Julius Randle Is better Than Andrew
0: Wiggins I'm going to concede a few things before I get into my arguments. He's already making concessions. No. Um, Andrew Wiggins obviously is the number one overall high school recruit. I do agree with that because in high school, he did dominate. Two, I still think he probably will be the number one overall draft pick just because of his hype and just because of how he's ranked and what everybody believes he can do. Three. Actually, that's it. That's my concessions. Okay, so down to the nitty gritty. I have seen Andrew Wiggins play in person. Uh-huh. he was good, but all I saw out of him was explosive hops. We all know he has that. He all has the LeBron type hops. I would say that's how I classify it. And when I when I look back and I watched uh, LeBron. Um, video from when he was in high school, they played very similar. They could dribble pretty good. Um, they get to the rim and they would explode on the rim and they would dunk all over the rim. My thing is Julius Randle can do the same thing. Julius Randle can dribble, he can handle the ball, he can take the ball up the court, he can do spin moves and get to the get to the rim and when he hits the rim a dunk, he destroys the rim. I mean, it's an absolute massacre on the rim when he dunks. Do you think that Randall dunks it harder than Andrew Wiggins? Yes. Okay. Two. I think Randall is a more polished player because the fact that he has more abilities to score. He can play just with his back-to-basket. He can shoot the face-up jumper. He, He can even step out. And shoot some long range. I wouldn't say he's great at it. But I don't think Wiggins is either. I don't think Wiggins can shoot the long range jumper at a high consistency. I think he can shoot it with some consistency. But I would put his consistency is about the same as Archie Goodwin. And I said that. Just so you know. His consistency at three point is about as good as Archie Goodwin. Uh I think really all Andrew Wiggins brings to the game his explosiveness on on the court um, with his jumping ability and his spin move. Everybody knows he has a nasty spin move, but I think Randall has the same ability. I honestly think that maybe if Randall had played all of high school and dominated as he could, um, that he could have been the number one player overall in high school. I think because he didn't play all of high school, it hurt him just a little bit. He still is like the number two overall recruit. I just believe in college that Randall is going to have a better a better year. I believe he'll be able to score better. I believe he's a better leader. I believe he's more outspoken on the court. I believe he's going to be a go-to guy. Even in the All-Star games, he seemed like he was the go-to guy on the team with Andrew Wiggins on his team. He seemed to be the leader. He seemed to be he seemed to want the ball in his hands at all times. Um, I believe he's just a better player. Do you have a rebuttal, Brad?
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. Keep talking.
0: Keep talking?
1: You're working on your rebuttal? you have not to look it up? Well, I'm looking for something in particular. I'm Are looking you looking for, for scattering reports?
0: No, I'm looking for some stats.
1: Okay. Because for some reason, it's not just this easy to find. Because it should be, like, I just type it in, and here it is. Okay, maybe here we go. Okay.
0: I think Randall is going to... Okay. Push everybody on UK's team next year too. I believe that he's, in my eyes, he is just a, a a more polished player. I can't say polished enough because I think his game just plays better on the court with a team. Did you find it yet?
1: No, this isn't right. This is the wrong
0: game. What are you looking for?
1: Stats for when CIA bounce played team played the Texas Titans. Hold on. I found stats, but it was for the wrong one.
0: Here, I can find it for you. I know exactly where it's at. Okay.
1: So, um here's my rebuttal to that. Uh Andrew Wiggins is more skilled than Julius Randle is at this point. Um Offensively, he has better handles than Julius Randle. That doesn't mean that Julius Randle can't handle the ball, but it just means that Andrew Wiggins is better handling the ball. Andrew Wiggins is a better passer than Julius Randle. Andrew Wiggins has better court vision than Julius Randle. If Andrew Wiggins was 6'2, he could adequately play the point guard position uh, at a high level. Um, but he's not 6'2, he's 6'8. And he doesn't, the only thing that he really needs to work on is strength. And that's something that Julius Randle has over him. Julius Randle is stronger than Andrew Wiggins. Julius Randle is a better post player than Andrew Wiggins, but not by a lot. People would say that he has a lot more uh, in his arsenal than Julius Randle, but that's not necessarily true. Andrew Wiggins can definitely play in the post, but he doesn't have to because nobody can stop Andrew Wiggins from getting to the rim from outside the arc. Uh, At this level or at the college level, no one will be able to stop Andrew Wiggins when he wants to decide to go to the rim one-on-one. They will have to have help. Uh, because he's got a vicious crossover. He's got a vicious spin move that everybody knows is coming. And it doesn't matter. You cannot stop Andrew Wiggins' spin move.
0: The 81-80 to
1: 80 game, right? The 81-80 to 80 game is one-on-one. Because I know that that game, Andrew Wiggins significantly outplayed Julius Randle. And they played one-on-one most of the game. Andrew
0: Wiggins had 28-13. and 28-13. Julius
1: Randle had... 15-13. and 15-13. and 13. So... They, I mean, there you go. The two Julius played head Randall to head.
0: Also had four assists, two blocks. Andrew Wiggins had one assist and three blocks, and one
1: steal. And some of those blocks were on Julius Randle. So, or, this no, the one
0: in the video was not on Julius Randle. It was an off was an off player. <laughs> he had no, three he blocks. So had one, one of them. On, I think it was on one Randle, on but Randle had one on him too. Point is, I don't think Andrew Wiggins destroyed Julius Randle in that game. I believe Andrew Wiggins destroyed the Texas Titans in that game.
1: But they went head-to-head. Head. I mean, they played, they played they on each not. other.
0: Yeah, but most Andrew Wiggins' points was out on fast break.
1: And, I mean, I think that if you look at these teams, you may say that CIA bounce should have been better because it doesn't look like Matt oh, Matt Jones did play for the Texas Titans. Yeah, okay. but, but, but I mean, CIA
0: bounce had um, Tyler Enos... Xavier Ratha Mays and Andrew Wiggins. Then and you just have Matt Jones and Tyson and then Julius Shram. Yeah,
1: but uh, it's pretty much a wash.
0: I mean Tyler Enos is okay. Tyler Enos destroyed in the Jordan brand. We saw him in person at the Derby Festival. He was pretty good. I mean he's pretty good. But I mean Xavier Rath Mays isn't that great either. I mean, would you take Xavier Ratha Mays over Matt Jones? No, but no. I, you I give him like I give Matt a little bit of edge, but Tyler Enos and Xavier over with Wiggins versus the other two, I give them an edge.
1: Andrew Wiggins also has a better perimeter game than Julius Randle. I think that's a point you conceded. But I mean, you say that you don't think Andrew Wiggins can make three point shots
0: on uh, I don't think it's on consistent. a consistent
1: base. But I mean, like, what would you consider consistent? Like, who are you comparing his a jump shot to? I said that I think he shoots about with consistency at three-point as Archie Goodwin. He shoots way better than Archie Goodwin, buddy. Way better than Archie Goodwin. Archie, you're talking about a sub-20% for three-point shooter. That's what, what I'm saying is Andrew, Andrew Wiggins will be next no, year. No, no, no. That's, it's all
0: hypothetical. I guarantee, we don't, you, we won't know I from guarantee you Andrew Wiggins will be above 30% next year. If you watch most of his highlights from his high school year, you will not see him make that many three-points. You will see him make more dunks. Well, that's
1: easy. That's I obvious think, because think, he doesn't have to shoot threes. I know.
0: I think Andrew Wiggins' game is is fixated on him being able to get to the rim, and because he's in high school, that's easy. Because the players he plays against are not going to be, be surprised if he
1: leads the NCAA next year in free throw attempts. Because people are just going to be fouling him all year as, as he gets to the rim. It's a possibility. He may not even look that good next year just because he spends all his time at the free throw line because there's not a single player. In one on one, actually trying to get to the free throw line. Oh, he'll get to the free throw line plenty, but he'll get to the free throw line a lot based on the fact that other people are getting him the ball close to the rim, not because he's driving it.
0: I think he's, he's good won't. enough
1: to drive it, he's strong enough to drive it. I
0: think he did a lot in all
1: star games. I mean, I think But he, I think, I think he'll get the college is a
0: little different though than the all star games, exactly. My main point with Andrew Wiggins,
1: Andrew Wiggins couldn't get to the rim in the All Star game because he was going against Jabari Parker, who was hip checking him every
0: time he got every, every time he tried you to go around. Gonna, you think people are just going to allow him to get to the rim in college? Well, he'll do the
1: same thing he did in the All Star game. He'll go to the free throw line.
0: I mean, he so spent how much Randall? of
1: the how much of the All Star games is in the free throw line? Not much. Julius Randle, If Julius Randle spends too much time out on the perimeter, someone needs to yank him and get him down in inside the paint because. He would kill and people when, in the paint when he gets in the paint. Exactly, Julius Randle will kill people in the paint. But Andrew Wiggins could kill people in the paint too. He no, not to. really. Yeah, who's going to stop him in the paint? When did, when have you who's going to stop Andrew when, Wiggins when in the have paint?
0: Have you seen him? Uh, when have you seen him back up against the? When back, has he had to back down? Exactly. He's almost. But a, that doesn't mean he a, can't do he's it. He's a six eight guy. He, he almost should have to do that. He's about like Alex Porter. LeBron never did until he got in the NBA. Well, that's, He turned out to be another point good. that I did not get seen through. Was I think Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins is probably the next LeBron James. I think he is. I honestly think he is the exact same mold of a player that LeBron James was now in high school. I think that he's going to have to change his game to get better, a la LeBron. LeBron obviously had to change a lot of part of his game. He had to be able to shoot better. He's uh, he's shooting his best career percentage this year, uh, season percentage ever, right? This year. I think from the three-point line and like around mid-range, I believe he's shooting a better field percentage than he has in his whole career. Um, he's had to back players down Oops, this year. Um, I think Andrew Wiggins is always going to have to do that. Of course, anybody will have to get better, but I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have to get a whole lot better to be able to be a all-star type caliber player. Now I, think, now I think your argument is like,
1: who's closer to what we who's closer to reaching their full expectation Andrew Wiggins or Julius Randle because Julius Randle is obviously closer to my pure argument, argument Wiggins is who is
0: going to be better in the one year of college they play I think the answer is Andrew Wiggins and I think the answer, a- answer is Julius Randle because Andrew Wiggins is on a team where he will be forced to be the star I think Julius, Julius Randle
1: does not I Julius think- Randle is surrounded by stars
0: and I think he is not forced to he be the will star, very good. But he it. is the outspoken guy that's going to be the star. I think that he'll average like his average will not be what
1: you think. I think that Julius Randall average like thirteen and nine. And I'm Andrew thinking like Wigan, sixteen and eleven or twelve. That's that's way too much. based on just based on past history of players who even were better. What did Terry Jones average in his first year? He didn't average sixteen and twelve. Well, I I'm, I'm not saying that. What did he average though? He did. He I don't know. I would have to look it up. But it wasn't really that
0: Julius Randle is going to gonna have to be the go-getter guy on the court, and he's going to have to go for loose balls, sky-bothered well, for rebounds. We've got
1: all these other guys. I mean, he, he, if if, he, if we're talking about just purely going up to get a rebound, that's going to come to Willie Cauley-Stein because he's the tallest and he can jump. So he's going to come down with a lot of rebounds. you got to divide Julius Randle's rebounds up with Willie Cauley-Stein, Dakari Johnson, Marcus Lee, and Kyle Wiltshire. Who do you divide Andrew Wiggins' rebounds up with?
0: I still think Randall's going to be the go-to, his go-to guy. You could say the same thing for Andrew Wiggins. They have a seven-footer now, Joel, Joel Embiid. Yeah, Joel Embiid is a stick. Okay, we're
1: talking about some guys who have some... I don't think he's a stick. He's a pretty big guy. I mean, he's, he, actually he's, he's bigger He's not really than... that skinny. Let's see. Why'd I do that? Wrong
0: I honestly think just that's going to be a better year, Julius Randle. I don't. I, Andrew, mean, I don't know how it also it becomes down be. to be if an Andrew Wiggins who, averages. Who would you say is aggressive and passive? Huh? Who would you say was aggressive and passive on the court? I would say they're both pretty aggressive. I think Andrew Wiggins is passive sometimes on the court. If we're just taking his All Star games into consideration, probably no, am all of his games to into consideration. The I, I watched him live. He was very passive in that game. When he wants to be aggressive, yeah, will be, somebody, year, p. P- year, will be all the time When Pete Thamel pissed him off this year, he got aggressive year. and scored 52 points. But what take, does it take something to motivate him every time? It doesn't take anything Probably to mo- when you are that much better than everyone you ever step on the floor with, it probably is to a degree. You probably start to think... That's why I like Randall I better, to, because Randall is aggressive no matter what the circumstance is. Randall was aggressive in the All-Star Games. Randall, Randall was aggressive in the State Championship. He was aggressive on the court in high school and basic games. I think I think Randall scored like twenty something on average or close to thirty just to get just in his state championship run this year. I don't know. Well that's because if you see the rest of his team, they're terrible. Andrew Wiggins too. Who does
1: Andrew Wiggins play with in high school? A lot of guys. Xavier A Mays Monty, whatever his name is, Gil Caesar, he played with a lot of talent. Yeah, he did, and, and he still Randall played with he guys that his... would not start for PC. So he had to be the aggressive, still think player. Cannot... What if Andrew Wiggins? What if Andrew Wiggins played on a team where everybody was terrible and he had to do everything? What would his What would his stats reasonably be like? It I would don't be know. What off was, the charts. What was Aaron
0: Gordon's stats like? They'd probably be close to it. Or what was the Harrison twins <laughs> like? They'd probably be close to it.
1: That's the kind of year that he's going to have this year because the rest of this team isn't that great. Kansas, I know he's got Wayne Selden, who's good. And he's got uh, Joel Embiid and Connor Frankamp and he's got decent players there. But they anytime anytime, it gets, anytime they need a basket, there's no question who the ball's going to. For Kentucky next year... If Kentucky needs a basket, it could go to anybody. We could be talking about getting the ball to James Young. We could be talking about getting the ball to Dakari Johnson on the block because that's almost automatic. You got Andrew Harrison's got the ball, so then he's got Aaron Harrison out on the wing to get the ball to. There's a lot of different, I mean, like. Could be Randall. I mean, it'll, it'll be Randall sometimes too. It depends on what the matchup is. But with Kansas, it will not matter who the matchup is. That's why I'm just saying that. Andrew Wiggins is going to have a better year statistically than Julius Randle. Now, for NBA stock, Julius Randle may do more to improve his stock than Andrew Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins couldn't improve his stock anymore. The only only reason him playing in college, I don't even know why he's playing in college, to be honest with you, because the only thing he could do is hurt his stock. People will be ripping his game apart this year, trying to find some flaws, trying to find some reason for him not to be drafted number one, he'll still be drafted number one because you don't want to be the general manager who says, I didn't draft I didn't draft Andrew Wiggins number one when he turns out to be a superstar. Uh, I mean, teams are kicking themselves right now for um, uh, not drafting Harrison Barnes higher than they did because he had a great NBA season. And he went number seven. And just think of the guys who went ahead of him. Obviously, you probably wouldn't take – Anthony Davis over Harris. I mean, you probably wouldn't take Harrison Barnes over Anthony Davis or Michael Kidd Gilchrist. But as further you get down the line, you have to start asking yourself, why didn't I take Harrison Barnes higher? And then you go back to Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan
0: wasn't the number one player picked in the draft. You don't you want to be there. You want guy. a little non-biased. I would have took Harrison Barnes over <laughs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist.
1: This is this just goes back. You just don't like six seven wing guys. You I just do- have a thing against them. I
0: like because see, you don't I know how, how to, you don't know
1: how to classify them. You're like, okay, they can't shoot like a guard, but they can't play in the post. And there's just like this mental block that you're just like, I can't figure this guy out. I guess there is. I don't is. know I don't what know. he does. Because you don't like Michael Kid Gilchrist either. And you don't like Andrew Harrison, who is a better, more polished version of Michael Kid Gilchrist with a little less motor. That's what you're getting when you're getting Andrew Wiggins. You're getting a more explosive, if possible, Michael Kid Gilchrist, who has a little more polish to with, his game.
0: With just a little bit better shooting ability and a little bit better <coughs> maybe a little bit better way to get to the rim. I don't know. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist got to the rim pretty just pretty fine. very um, like, Andrew his, his hey, defensibility Andrew Wiggins, is nowhere near You take
1: Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist okay. is a way better defensive and player that has a lot to do with motor. Which is why I would like but Andrew Wiggins Andrew, Andrew Wiggins did a great job on Jabari Parker going one on one. Jabari Parker got a lot of garbage points. Well, uh, they Jabari played one Carter on one.
0: It's not very good. Dude, do you you think just, he, now
1: you've said, now you've dissed two of the top of the consensus top he five got moved players. To, he got, no, he got moved
0: <coughs> to like number six and
1: number seven in a Lot of Reagans. Some. Some people still have him touted it's as like the next big thing. ESPN
0: probably still has him number two. Probably. Because that's I a, mean he's still a good player. literally, ESPN's Even been if out he's their number ass.
1: six or number seven, we're not talking about a scrub.
0: Dave Tellup has been with Sonny Parker the entire time. Well, Maybe Kissing so his ass. maybe
1: so. But even if even if we're saying that Jabari Parker is the number six or number seven guy in the country, we're talking about a very talented player. Yeah. We're talking about a five star player. Jabari Parker, Parker is good, but he's, well, he's bigger
0: than him. But he's not good else. enough to go against anybody like Andrew Wiggins or Julius Randle.
1: I think that he would hold his own in those games. I don't think that he would necessarily beat anybody out, but I mean that's I mean this is a different conversation. But Jabari Parker is good enough to play against those guys. I don't think he's got the lateral quickness to stay with those guys on a consistent basis. Jabari himself to Ryan Kelly. I think that's the problem with Jabari Parker is he's not fast. He's he's kind of slow footed. Uh he's really just a little bit undersized for a power forward, and that looks like the position they need to play, like a stretch four. Whenever I watch him. I mean, he's not really a three, I don't think. I would agree with the same
0: statement with Andrew Wiggins, except, I mean, Andrew Wiggins is is, fast and quick. He is quick enough to play this track. Andrew Wiggins
1: has a devastating crossover. I know. I didn't say that. I wasn't saying that. He has this insane spin move that, like, you're like, all right, he's going to do the spin move. And you get ready for the spin move. And then he does it anyway.
0: And you're just like, where'd he go? And then he's dunking. Boom! That's that's always that's, that's his game right there. You just you just explained it all in like one sentence. What else does What else does a guy need to do? I mean, who else can do what Andrew Wiggins He's can do on the He's got to be able to play a lockdown defense. He's got to <laughs> be able to shoot. He can't he can't just in in college. I will I will say that I don't think he can get to the rim like we've seen him get to the rim and other. In the All-Star games, he did not get to the rim that often. He had he struggled to get to the rim a little bit because there were so many guys clogging the lane, so many guys they were playing better defense than the guys he would play did with normally against in high school. The only thing that I have any reservation about with Andrew Wiggins is
1: that in college, he's going to get double teamed a lot. And he's going to get... People are going to force themselves to just pay extra close attention to him. He's going to get the best player from every team, every night, every for the rest of the year. And that's something Julius Randle does not have. You to know
0: go who's with. going to benefit the most by Andrew, Wig- Andrew Wayne Wiggins? Wayne Selden. It's exactly what I was going to say.
1: Wayne, Wayne Selden will be a lottery pick next year because he played with Andrew Wiggins. Because Andrew Wiggins will make him well, look Wayne Selden may have a type of year that Ben McElmore just had. And Wayne Selden is a very good player. He's a lot like Bill
0: Mecklemore himself. I
1: mean, I, I was actually kind of upset, but I wasn't really that upset. But I thought that Kentucky probably should have at least offered him. I don't know if he would have gone to Kentucky, but I think he, still, he was I mean, good he, enough. He, he had a 2014
0: offer. offer. I mean, when we're, when we're setting in pretty with two top ten guys with James Young and, and Aaron Harrison, it's kind of hard to bring in Wayne Seldon. Well, there's room. There's room at our table. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll also make Connor Frankham look good.
1: Connor Camp is a very good shooter. He's going to get a lot of open looks this year from people doubling down. Frank Franker's Williams. got to find his way to the floor first. I think he'll get on the floor because Kansas doesn't have a lot coming back. They, they really got have two transfers. coming back. they, they got, got some Dixon? transfers, but not really any guard transfers. They got one from
0: Missouri and one from Memphis, didn't they? I don't know who they got from Missouri.
1: They got that Dixon
0: kid or whatever. No,
1: Dixon was supposed to go to Memphis. He's oh. supposed to end up at Memphis
0: is what people are saying. Just a, just a question since we're on Memphis that second. How did Memphis pull off getting Austin Nichols and Dominic Whitson? I don't know.
1: I don't know if those guys are eligible to play either. I don't think Dominic Whitson is, yeah. but I don't know. But back to Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is going to be fine. I think that. I think conservatively, yeah, yes, yes, I can say
0: this before. I think conservatively, this is what fine. he's going to
1: average. He's going to average seventeen points. He's going to average eight rebounds, and he's going to average three assists a game. And he will be the Big 12 Player of the Year. And that is in the league with, what's his name from Oklahoma State, Marcus Smart, who will be a sophomore. He will beat out Marcus Smart for Player of the Year because Kansas will win the Big 12 because Andrew Wiggins plays on them, plays for Kansas. Julius Randle will average 14-9. and 9, And he will not be SEC Player of the Year, even averaging 14-9. He will be SEC Rookie of the Year, but someone else will win. Player of the Year. I don't know who that person is gonna be, but I'm just saying that when Kentucky the thing about being at Kentucky yeah. and having all if these Julius stars Randall is having
0: as a Player of the Year.
1: He may end up being player of the year. But his stats will not be as good as Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins will still be picked to be the number one player in the draft. I think Julius Randle will move himself up over who else might have been number two and he'll get to number two. But I think I, I don't and I am not I'm not using this argument to diss Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a great player. Most classes he'd be the number one guy. In
0: this I think, class though I think that's Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins at this point right now has more falls than Randall. And I think like you said, people will try to pick apart Andrew Wiggins game during college. There's a chance that he could lose a little bit of his stock because a lot of his flaws get exposed in college. And I believe that Randall's flaws will not be as great. And he'll have the overall better year. That's my argument. There's only one way
1: that Andrew Wiggins has more flaws than Julius Randall. And that is if you only look at what they're expected to do in college. Or at their position. Then maybe you could find some things that Andrew Wiggins doesn't Andrew, do well. Andrew Wiggins, That it's maybe like you
0: said, is expected... To be the end all be all. I just guy. mean, at and his does I just, just really mean, at his position.
1: Guy. Like, if you think of Julius Randle as a power forward and then you say, well, Julius Randle can handle, well, he can handle better than power forwards. He cannot handle better than Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins I think is better at ball handling. At I don't this think point he's that good at ball Julius handling. Randle. Do he's we need to pre- watch the mixtape again? Do we need to watch him cross oh, over like he, three people at a time?
0: He's he's It's all right. He doesn't really cross over that much. He just has an old spin movie as. All right. Um, just like you said, Andrew Wiggins is going to, when it comes down to, comes down to the end of the game, who's going to be expected to shoot, make the shot? Andrew Wiggins. Every game, no matter what, it's going to be Andrew Wiggins. The expectation for Andrew Wiggins is way higher, and he has way more of a chance to fail. And that's why I say, another reason why I say Randall will be better, because just like you said, his expectation is not as high. Andrew Wiggins has to live up to being the number one overall recruit. The number one overall pick. He has to live up to it. Can he? Does he want to be that guy? Does he want the spotlight?
1: Yeah, so... um, I'm just going to conclude the argument by saying this.
0: This is like Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad is the same Andrew Wiggins
1: is not Shabazz Muhammad. They are not even close to my players. So, anyway. Concluding this... I will just say that Andrew Wiggins is the best high school player I've seen in my lifetime. You didn't even see him play. He may not be, well, I mean just just witnessed in Figured some way form or I've watched him play live, but maybe not in person. He's the best player I've
0: seen. I was way more impressed with the Twins. Best high school player I've ever seen. I was not impressed with Aaron Harrison and so I mean, I watched them I watched them in person. I was way more impressed with them in person. Well, they're good. So, it's possible that could happen. But in conclusion, you want me say something like went, eh, eh, eh. you me say something way far out there. You want to hear the dumbest thing you may ever hear from me? I'll beg to say that I, I think Troy Williams was more impressive when I saw him in person. It was just that one day. That was one day, though. I think maybe you made my last argument for me.
1: You just said that Troy Williams may be better than Andrew Wiggins. No, I just
0: said he was way more or impressive on the day. in was in one game. You watched Troy Williams live. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was a ball hog. He is a ball
1: hog, that's for sure. Indiana fans, take him as he is. Anyway, so here's what I'll say. In conclusion, finally. Now I finally get to it. Andrew Wiggins, best player I've ever seen in high school. Dominated Julius Randle one-on-one. Did not so, dominate. So, uh, according to everybody that watched, dominated. Um... What I will say is Julius Randle's a very great player and will be great at Kentucky. Andrew Wiggins will be better at Kansas, and you're possibly looking at your National Player of the Year
0: with Andrew Wiggins. I rest my case. <coughs> exact opposite, Julius Randle. Not biased, just personal opinion.
1: So, Kentucky fans, if you listen to this podcast and you want to say who you feel won the debate tonight, please tweet at KYCatStats. Uh... And uh, let us know. Uh, It's at KYCS underscore Brad for me. I'm on the Andrew Wiggins side of the debate, the non-Kentucky side. Even though I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm out here. Maybe I should send this link to Kansas fans so maybe I can get a few extra votes. And you can also tweet at KYCS underscore TJ if you think that he won the argument talking about Julius Randle. And if the only reason that you give for winning the argument was that Julius Randle plays for Kentucky, your vote will not count. Because we're trying to be unbiased here in this argument.
0: I didn't say nothing about me. I dude. love,
1: listen, I love Julius Randle because he plays for Kentucky. I like him better than I like Andrew Wiggins. That doesn't mean I'm going to ignore greatness. So there you have it. I say. don't ignore faults. So, anyway, if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, you can like our Facebook page at KYCastats uh, on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash KYCastats. It'll oh. only be there until Friday. Um,. And then it. we'll tell you that you need to like a different
0: Facebook page. Everything will be time. changing. That's another thing. The website will be changing everything over. Probably be changing our Twitter handles. Our our existing Twitter handle will be all merged over.
1: But if you follow our existing Twitter handle now. You will know. Uh, it'll change and you won't even know. So you'll still be following the right person. Um, at KYCatsats on Twitter. At, KYC, at KYCS underscore Brad on Twitter. At underscore TJ at KY Hoops Buzz for Dan Bodner. Or you can also follow him at KY Stoops Buzz on Twitter. Football stuff. And that won't be changing, probably. <laughs> He'll probably just keep those. And he is our editor, so you want to follow him and tell him that he needs to retweet us so maybe we can get some more followers because he's got like 11,000. I don't know how. Anyway, so that's going to conclude this uh, podcast for June the 4th. 2013, I am Brad, and that's TJ, and we're signing off.
0: Stay classy, Big Blue Nation. Let the haters hate.